This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. I'm your dreaming host, Steve Glicker, and in this week's episode, the agents had their asses handed to them last week, and maybe, just maybe, they can do a little bit better this week with non-combat situations. Let's find out. So first of all, before I do anything, I want to mention that I am looking for an editor to help me out on the show. Maybe even two. I actually already have an editor, and what they do is I actually give them the raw episodes. They go through them. They clean them up. They take out our breaks. They take out the ums and ahs. You know, basically, they just speed up the episode. I do this with all my shows. That's one of the reasons why they go so quick is that we take oh, pretty much a two-hour show and... By the time I'm done cutting it down and taking out all the ums and the ahs and taking out the breaks and just, you know, making it lively, it might even go down as low as one hour. This does take a little bit of time, so I'm looking for someone to help me out. And this is a paid position, so if you have a couple of hours every week to help out, this is how it works. Just contact me on the Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. If you know anything about audio editing, well, then this is probably for you. Even if you know nothing about audio editing but like to learn, this also might be for you because it's pretty easy and I will teach you how to do it. And then I'll also eventually teach you the more advanced tips and tricks. But what it really involves is that you listen to the episode. You sort of cut out areas if you hear like background noise or people talking. You just listen to it. You cut out areas where, oh, I don't know, people are, like, taking breaks or where you discuss, like, technical problems, things like that. You might move things around. Like, one of the things we like to do is if people are talking on top of each other, I like to move those. And I'll show you how we do that so that you can actually clearly hear people talking because I hate it when, like, three people are talking at once and then you're like, what? You can't hear anything. So I move those around so that you can actually hear everyone talking clearly. And then, well, that's pretty much it. You just, you know, clean it up. You send it back to me. I'll edit it, turn it to a show, and voila. That works is really simple. I send you the wrong files. You go through them, you edit them, you send them back, and you invoice me, and everyone wins. It's a fun job. Plus, you get to hear the episodes super early, and you don't even need any special software. You can use Audacity, which is completely free, and if you know nothing about sound editing, well, it would be nice if you know a little bit about sound editing, but the most important thing is you need a couple of hours every week because it does take a little while. So, for example, a one-hour show might take you two or three. Well, in the beginning, it'll probably take you two or three hours, closer to three, because, you know, you got to listen to it and you get the hang of it. But I will show you a lot of tricks and techniques to make this much faster. And as I said, you are paid for your efforts, so you will make some money while you're doing this. So you can just do what I do, sit around, watch TV, and edit a show. So once again, if you are interested, I actually need one, maybe even two people. Just contact me at discord.rollforcombat.com. I will give you a test episode. We'll go through that, see how that works out. And then if things go well, I will give you a real episode and then we will go from there. 
As for the show, last week was very interesting because they were going to die. As you could see, there was zero chance that they had in that combat. And it was actually written into the adventure that they would be saved. And luckily they were because, oh boy, that was, um, that was rough. That was really, really rough. Now, I am curious because I've always had this discussion as to, quote, balancing combat because you can't really balance combat automatically. For example, that could have been a very different fight if everyone was attacking from range and flying. That would have been like, oh, no problem whatsoever. But the composition of this party is they have two melee combatants, one ranged combatant, and one that's really heavy on healing and has some range capability, but not major range capability. Really just spends most of their time healing. So in a fight like this, they were just getting absolutely destroyed. So as a GM, what do you do if this happens? What happens if you are like halfway through the fight and you realize, man, they are in trouble. They are going to die. Well, most of the time, at least with my players, they are smart and they will run away. They will just leave. And I wasn't sure what they were going to do because this was a very unique situation. They could not run away because they were in an arena. I guess they could have like thrown up a white flag and surrendered. I think that would have probably been their next move. But in theory, they sort of were in like a, you know, captured situation in the sense that they couldn't really leave and they had the fight. But nine times out of ten in these situations, at least with my players, I usually don't have to do anything because they will run away. And if you're a PC, I cannot stress this enough. If you are losing and you see the writing on the wall and you see that things are not going your way, just leave. Seriously, just leave, regroup, get some new gear and come back. It will work, I'd say, 99% of the time. Now, as a GM, well, it's a lot harder if you're a GM. One thing you can do is you can just make the monsters not attack as often, or maybe they change their tactics, or maybe they get distracted. Again, you know, it depends on how you want to play. If you want to play and just TPK the party, well, that's pretty easy to do. You can just do that and, you know, just kill everyone. But you know the thing is, and I've said this a million times, is that I'm not there to kill the players. I'm there to challenge the players. If I wanted to kill them, I can kill them at any time. And I'm always curious when I hear about all these people that have TPKs and their parties are totally killed. And I'm just thinking, you know, why? Like, seriously, why? Why is that? I mean, trust me, if you listen to the show, you've heard more than one occasion where there has been save or death. Now, in those situations, I don't pull any punches. You know, if someone needs to do a save or death, well, so be it. That's part of the game. But I also never go all out and just try to kill everyone all the time. As I said, I sort of have levers and I go on a scale like 1 to 10. And 10 is me just going out to kill the PCs no matter what. And usually, depending on where we are and what we're playing and the situation, I usually run at around a 5 or so. Which means that, you know, I'm running pretty hard and I'm definitely trying to challenge my players, but I'm not trying to go all out and kill them in every situation. Another reason I try to do that is also that these monsters, you know, they don't know exactly what they're up against. And by the time they get their senses together, it's too late. 
as opposed to the PCs, who have supposedly spent, you know, years playing with each other, sit around the campfire, talk tactics, and that's something that's never really discussed. But in theory, in their downtime, they're spending all this time trying to learn their tips and tricks. So if the PCs say to me, oh, by the way, I just want to do this very complex thing. Is that okay? And I'll say, yeah, it's fine, because I'm assuming that during downtime, maybe they were talking about it, like football plays. Like, okay, we have all these pre-made plays that we figured out and that we're going to use in combat, and now is the time to pull them out. So it's not necessary for them to sit around and discuss it for five minutes during combat. I could just assume that they already did that sometime around the campfire, and then now there's the time where they're pulling out the play and using it. Anyhow, back to my original question. So what do you do in this situation? Well, very simple. If you're a PC, run away. Seriously, just do it. Run away, okay? No one cares. The GM will be happy. Then you get another crack at the boss or the big bad, and usually you'll do a lot better the second time. If you're the GM, well, just adjust the combat. If you don't want to kill them, that is. If you want to kill them, well, I'm telling you right now, once one PC goes down, and I don't mean goes down and then comes back up, I mean dies, it's pretty much guaranteed that they're really going to lose because the game is balanced for four PCs. And when one goes down, well, you lose 25% of your firepower, and that is a gargantuan amount. And if two PCs go down, that's it. And that's something you never hear about. You never hear like, okay, well, okay, one PC goes down, we're fine, or two PCs. No, if one PC goes down, that is almost a death sentence for any party because it's usually really, really hard for them to recover. And if two PCs go down, it's over. So that's something else. They really are a party because, yeah, it's like, okay, well, you know, one guy died, big deal. You know, we can keep going. No, you are one cohesive unit. You are a party. So you got to be very, very careful if one party member goes down. It might be time to throw that party member into the bag of holding and run away, get them rezzed, and come back another day. Seriously, I cannot emphasize that enough. And GMs out there, trust me, you do not have to always be killing your PCs. It's just not fun. It really isn't. I know sometimes people say, oh, death is, you know, worthwhile, you know? Death will happen. You don't have to force it, trust me. The game is hard enough that it will happen naturally. You don't have to force it. Let's get to this week's show notes. Show notes this week. I've been putting in like 20-hour days for the past week to finish up BattleZoo Ancestry's Dragons for Pathfinder. It is nearly done. The layout is done. We're doing final proofing. And unfortunately, we're finding things. But we will fix it up. And I expect the PDF to hopefully go out before the end of March. Which means, as of the recording of this, I have one week. One week to finish it. And it should be done. And the book is actually done. It's just sitting here in design. It's completely laid out. And we're just doing proofing. And you'd be amazed how many things you can find during proofing, even after it's gone through a million checks. For some reason, you know, whenever you're looking at it in Word file and then you look at it in InDesign, you just find more things because, I don't know, because the layout's different or just the way you're looking at it, but it's amazing. It just always happens. So it's going through proofing right now, but do expect that to be out pretty much right around when you're listening to this or right after you're listening to this. And if you want it, you can get it at BattleZoo.com. This book is incredible. It is, in my opinion, gorgeous. We have 100 pictures of dragons. We have... 
more information about any ancestry in history. It's bigger than most classes. It is absolutely gargantuan. And yeah, and you can play a dragon. In fact, I don't know why you would play anything else. Uh, that's kind of the problem with this book. <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem, but man, everyone's going to play a dragon forever. And then for those of you in 5e, we are working on converting it. And the good news is we only have to convert sort of half the book because half the book is lore and the other half of the book is, well, playing a dragon. So we are just doing that part. So it should go faster than Battles of Bestiary, which took a long time because every single page of that book had to be converted. Next up is our new weekly show on YouTube every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. We have a live show where we discuss various topics. And No Not One has been a guest on, well, a lot of episodes recently. And I think he's going to be on the guest for quite a while because he's enjoying it and everyone seems to like him. And he's got a big Kickstarter coming out that he wants to promote, so I have no problem having him on the show. So, yeah, check that out. Even if you can't come to it live and ask us questions and discuss things with us, you can check it out. Just go to youtube.rollforcombat.com and you can check out all the past shows and see all of our past information where we are talking all about Pathfinder and D&D and what they can learn from each other and lots of things. Because I find it interesting to look at both of them because, you know, they are the Coke and Pepsi of the role-playing world. Uh, you can guess which one's Coke and which one's Pepsi. But anyhow, they are the two big gorillas in the room. And they play very, very, very differently from each other. And yet, they're very popular. And I like to look at that and see why are these two games so popular and they do so well. And what attracts people to each of them. So that is something I find fascinating, and that is what we've been discussing the last few weeks, and we'll probably be discussing in the next upcoming weeks as well. So check that out. Of course, do check out the Discord channel where you can chat with us. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. Also, don't forget RPG Superstar just ended. You can see all the winning monsters, all the winning entries. Just go to rpgsuperstar.com. And we're going to be working on the new Battles of Best Story, Strange and Unusual, where you will see all those monsters in glory written updated artwork all that fun stuff check that out and of course don't forget the patreon where you can watch us live every single week whenever we're playing you can check out all the battle maps you can chat with us you can ask us questions just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com and you too can join the patreon and get the episodes early and talk to us while we play i probably missed something but this is a long intro so let's get to this week's exciting episode Last we left off, you manage to enter the games. That's right. The annual games of fun and excitement where you were trying to find out where the bomb is. There's a bomb somewhere in the stadium and you got to find it before it goes off. You have some time before the games end, which is today. So you have one day to find the bomb. And of course, the good news was you got there bright and early. The better news was you were the opening act. The bad news was you lost badly. <laughs> Those Embrax, they kicked your ass so much for that they had to literally send in the clouds. The rodeo clowns had to come in save your asses, drag you back to the stands. Gomez, still unconscious from what I see, 
Basil wounded, Lomang and Dougie, they they cheated. They healed themselves between the rounds. Gomez is like still like on a cot and a stretcher, like medical bandages all over him. And um yeah. Well the good news is you got the rest of the day and uh and then the better news is uh you were a good opening act in the sense that they uh <laughs> they're not expecting a lot from the rest of the gladiators and the rest of the games after seeing the pitiful, pitiful display that you put on today. Pitiful, I tell you. Tried. You, tried you our tried. best. <laughs> and you failed. You failed. I know. We Humility. Tried Humility. Was it like youth soccer? Do we still get trophies? <laughs> it's uh participation trophy. You get a participation trophy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yay! all you get. So, anyhow, juice, do we get juice boxes afterwards? <laughs> oh, it's kind of sad. Those things. What I remember, they were just kicking your butts. They were ripping you to pieces. I was, I was kind of stunned how badly, how poorly you did in that fight. But it's okay. It's humbling. We learned a lesson. Like... I wasn't. I wasn't stunned at all. I was like. I was like each one. Each yeah, one like of each one of them. I mean, we, was, we was an encounter of our one. level. Yeah, and there were four of them. We, yeah. we, we fought an entire, uh, we, it's like we fought actually an entire dungeon in one fight. It's like not we, even like, like a betting. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's an ex exhibition, not a betting. <laughs> the good news is it didn't count. It, you don't get a lot of times in your life where you can practice combat and lose and walk away alive. But this was one of them, especially at level 11. But no, they had uh, they had the rescue party come in and... You know, it's remember, it's not you're not supposed to kill each other. That was the other thing is that this is expi exhibitions, so you're not supposed to tell that to the dog. Intelligent <laughs> yeah. dogs, and they were shit talking us while they were beating us up. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. They were. They were making sure you knew who was the master, and it wasn't. It we wasn't you. Dogs. We were not <laughs> they the were big dogs. Heal, heal. That's right. They were training you. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe next year we'll pay him a visit. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Anyhow, um, the games are going on, and if you remember where you at now, this Coliseum is woefully not to scale. Like Dougie, I think each one of you is forty feet by forty feet <laughs> according to the scale of the map, because this map is the 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 Coliseum is a thousand feet long and 500 feet wide just to give you an idea i was gonna say the seating area is probably not 15 feet wide yeah, no it's gargantuan so why well, yeah i don't know why they made this thing so doggone big anyway uh well because it's 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 uh it's, I guess big. it's like the roman <laughs> circus, like, circus maximus. or something yeah yeah and it's so you could do the big spells you got like fireballs go off and it's you won't kill the, it won't burn the people in the stands yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, big no, well, area effect things, you know, hurt people in the stands. It's the biggest stadium in the world, or at least in this world. And keep in mind, they, it's like a three ring circus. Like they have fights going on in multiple locations of this. Oh, uh, okay. So it's not, and it is. I mean, I think it literally the Circus Maximus held a quarter of a million people. Uh, I mean, you, you want to talk about big? Okay, this doesn't. I don't even know if this holds quarter of a million people. Like. Uh, Absalon only that's has a like lot. I know that's a lot. That's wow, much, I know that's like a uh, that that's like Roman the Indianapolis times. 500. I know, and wow. that's in Roman times they used to hold. I mean, that's how big it was. So, and this one only holds maybe a hundred thousand. So, 
I mean, Absalon itself, I think, has what population of about three hundred and eighty thousand total. So yeah, it's yeah, that's true. Like how like how big is a is a horse race track? The stands aren't very big, though. <laughs> well, the Kentucky no, Derby, they, they are. And then, okay. as you said, you go to Indianapolis 500, you go to any of those games, they have people in the stands, which hold hundreds of thousands of people. And then you have people in the, uh, I the forget middle. what it's called. The middle. I don't know what the term is, but yeah, the middle part is where people are. I mean, it's those things can hold two, 300,000 people at capacity. It's crazy. Yeah. Circus Maximus? free remember that bread and circuses free games for everybody that's right you keep the people happy that's right that's right so um you have time your goal is to scour the area find the bomb also you need to find franska make friends no, not right. Friend. Yeah, we have to find. We have to find. Yes, the uh, ex-employee of the previous yes. establishment. That's a, that 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 we suspect. Franca. No, that's her name. Franca. Franca stole, Lawrence stole or something yeah. like that. Yep, she's the one, and she's here somewhere. You know, she's here somewhere, and she has the bomb. Now, just so that you get a little bit of direction, uh, this area. I'm just gonna say that this whole area down here, and even up here in the in the like dirt, this is just the area for the gladiators like so this whole area down here the gladiatorial preparation area for all intents and purposes because i didn't want to make another map you're just here and you're currently in the hospital area you're in the hospital tent there's a lot of them <laughs> because they need to help their gladiators not die and you are done for now if you have to show up for any more fights they'll let you know but your inside man lord gaffin told you that you know basically you're kind of free to do what you need to do right now uh you have no more battles for the rest of the day or at least until later in the day so you have several hours to start looking and discovering and finding out and that's it uh you might want to heal especially gomez who looks like he's dead Ow. Ow. Didn't we do a hand wave? I think that's why I'm healed up. Well, yeah, if we, yes. yeah well, if, well, if we need to, I'll do another round of healing to get us back sure. to where we need to be. Sure. I'm just saying that because I don't want to cheat because that's how I've healed up. Yes, you can all hand wave heal. You have enough Ow. healing. You're level 11. They do a little bit of healing for you. They bring you back to consciousness. But other than that, uh, you need to help each other to get yourselves back up to full so do that oh look at that gomez is full basil you can go full too ow okay what are you gonna do so wait what's our lead in terms of uh like there's the person we're looking for right like, like we know what they look like right yes okay so, that's, so that's yeah we're gonna have to have a whole uh down oh, let's see did are they supposed to be a, Jason, another I remember fighter? you taking notes. Did uh, hell? I'm gonna ch take that back. I don't remember any freaking thing. Uh, w that person we're looking for. Could you give us that description? Like, what is their deal? We never really. Got, I mean, we were told abstractly that we have a description. We weren't actually given a physical description, though. Franca Lorenz, right? Is that right? Yes. Oh, and what was the organization or whatever? Because remember when we remember when we found their hideout and uh, everything, and everything including us was dissolved by acid. Remember that? Yes. 
Uh, I Franca pre- Lorenz is a half elf, female. She worked as a guard at the Lucky Nimbus. You believe she was the one who stole the package from the bank vault. You went to go arrest her, and it turned out that her entire place was booby-trapped to kill Right, that's the poison gas, right? I don't remember... I don't remember 100% if she was an individual actor or she was part of an organization. And I kind of remember she was part of an organization and there's some details. You have no idea about that. That you know nothing about who or what she is individually. There's not a lot of information about her. Oh, so so as far as we know... Oh, right, right, right. So as far as we know, individual crazy conspiracy theory person that... Because I remember when we went to the hideout, there was all kinds of information all over the walls... That was it, it. Was like the classic conspiracy theorist wall with like you know like with, with, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, with like lines going to different things. Conspiracy and theorist wall number five. Exactly. She had a mur- yeah. she had a murder board in her, uh, in her yes. house. Did right, she have right. crossword puzzles and a maze yes. drawn everywhere? Well, that's the right, thing. Right, we right. Ca- we saved some of the material, but we couldn't discern a pattern. It was just a whole bunch of really public events. Yes, and you believe that. She was going to set off a clockwork poison bomb at something really big. And the biggest thing that's going on right now is the Blood City Games, which is in a stadium that can hold. Well, you see how big it is. It basically holds half of Absalom. So it's uh, it's Black Sunday. Right. And so, so, wait, so, so the sum up of that, correct me if I'm wrong, the sum up of that is... It kind of simplifies it all down to we're looking for this person. Like we're looking, we're looking yep. for this person, and then based on whether or not we can find this person, if we find them, then deciding next steps because we have to find the bomb. Yep, that's how we approach it. That, yep. That's my understanding of what we're doing now. Yep, and you realized, and she was a disgruntled employee. You're not exactly sure. You realized that it wasn't smart to stop the games because if you stop the games then she just goes into hiding and then it gets set off somewhere else right like like the the sense that i get it was like like she kind of did our last adventure like she like she infiltrated that place specifically to get that thing out of the vault because she wanted to use it for this nefarious end she She was better at it though she would have had it easier because she worked there so she had more of a reason to be there Correct. Oh, regard, like, 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 she definitely ate our lunch as far as accomplishing that type of mission. She, like, she did it. She, like, she, she got the job. Was there for like a week or like a month or something like that. And got access to the vault totally and totally won. How but, good would it be if she was just trying to apply for Edgewatch? I know. I know. That would solve so uh, many she, things. She beat you to it. She's always. She's always one step ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, Franca's actually the new member of the team. This was her audition. That's right. She's like, oh, here's the bomb, guys. Am I a member now? No. Unfortunately. She's, the, she's the Laura Croft of our operation. Yes. <laughs> we, we don't, but we don't know ultimate motive, I don't think. And we don't nope. know connection with the Skinsaw cult, which is nope. also kind of floating around in the background, right? Because nope. there's those... Those yep. uh, leaders yes and of the no. skin yep. cult that we all ultimately yep. want to get. Yep. I mean, it sounds like she was just there. disgruntled, but that still doesn't mean she might not have figured out what she had and reached out to somebody. I yeah, I think this, but not disgruntled by uh, the casino. I think like general, like pre, like casino was the means to the end, not the instigator of her action. Yeah, 
She didn't get like free meals, so now she's gonna blow up. Or disgruntled with like wealth and decadence. Yeah. Her employee discount was all. not high enough. I would say though, when you went to her uh, apartment, keep in mind she lived in the puddles on the third floor of a ramshackled of a ramshackled boarding house, and her apartment was a death trap filled with. You know, as you said, like a murder board of conspiracy theories and ways to kill people. So, so she's a few ants short of a picnic. Yeah, like like like, like John Doe type stuff. Like she was John. Yeah, Doe. no, she's it's like seven. Yeah, exactly. Exa- That's exactly. what I'm saying. Like seven. Like like yeah. John Doe. Like big yep. plans executed well with like huge for for some kind of point. Yep. So went from trying to find this bomb to now finding John Doe with a bomb. John Doe has the upper hand. In the Super Bowl. The stakes are high. <laughs> should we should we good, actually uh should we just mill about and keep our eyes and ears open and look for clues that way? Or should we start uh engaging various people in conversation and, and like RP here and there and trying to try to find well, out information? Let's see. If you are going to hide something a bomb. Uh, do we know if this is explosive? I forget if it's even explosive. You know nothing. You, okay. It's a poison. Okay, actually, that's not true. It's, you it's, know it's a poison bomb, and it's the same poison that made the animals and the people go crazy in the zoo. Oh, right. And right, that, right, right, right. It doesn't that's actually a, yeah. kill you. What it does is it makes you go insane right, and right, then right. get super aggressive, and then, and then kill. everyone and, kills and, and each other. Zombie bomb is right. what it is. Right. No, zombie it's bomb. not zombie and, bomb. It's from... Um, Kingsman. Kingsman. It, Rabies oh. bomb. It's it's it literally from Kingsman. Was it the nude bomb? <laughs> 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 wow, that's a deep... That's you right. that get a, a hero point. You get a hero point, John. That's how <laughs> that's good. The nude Bob. One of the worst movies ever made, by the way. That, Pretty much. Oh, my God. The only thing good about that was the title. But it's very dramatic because that's right. Because it's like, and it's supposed to have a huge area effect. So it basically turns this entire stadium into 28 Days Later. It's like the rage disease. Yeah. Like yeah. infects everybody with the rage disease yeah. and they go crazy. And then they'll start spreading throughout the whole city and kill everyone. Right. And a god of murder would probably love that. Right, 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 right. So it doesn't even kill you. It makes you kill everyone else. Mm. Do we know if the animal one was airborne or if it was in the water? I think we It was I thought it was in the water. I thought the well the or the or the grain or the grain was contaminated. Yes, you're right. You Jason gets a Oh, that's right. The grain was yeah, okay. the, so, the animal feed. Was, okay. Yeah, so yeah. now we no, have... but this one, you know for a fact, is Mistborn. That was the test. This is a mist. This is not going to be in food or anything. Okay, okay. Which makes this much worse. It's so a chemical attack. Chemical uh, attack. So what do you, so what do you think? I, I, my sense is, because we know what she looks like and because we have access to all the other competitors and we're pretty sure that she's a competitor, we might be better off just t- taking an amount of time and just uh, mingling and just look and just looking for her. I try to try to see through her. She's a sky. I try to see through the sky. Yeah, there's a. As I said, you're in a very large area with all the other gladiators. Yeah, and, you know. Let's let's. Sir, I think we all should friendly. search the gladiator area. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, friendly. we are gladiators, so we have. Yeah, I agree. To be down there. Yeah, and they don't know that you're undercover. The only person who knows that 
is Lord Ganfan, and there are cops situated around the stadium, and they know too. But that's it. Otherwise, you're undercover. The Cheesaw Gang, oh and one is your record. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm, that's true. <laughs> that's sad. You are the Cleveland Browns of gladiatorial games. I think yeah. you should change your name to the Browns instead of the Cheesaw Gang. I, I think the Jets. Oh, yeah. that's just mean. I know. How about the Lions? That's even worse. That actually works too. The Lions, kind of like. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> Lions and it, it was yeah. it was the Rocky Balboa movie, but it, it was it went the way Apollo Creed thought it was going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Like we're just some nobodies that came up and beat and like to fight the champ and just it went as expected <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah we'll fight the chip and you lose all right well yeah there's a lot of areas for you to uh check out it's a nice big old gladiator all right I, i'm thinking gladiator area i mean yeah i agree okay yeah. let's do it let's, let's, do it. let's head down there let's do it where is that okay it is again i'm abstracting it's here it's uh you're in the area so you leave the medical tent and you hang out, you walk on over, and sure enough, there's there's a lot of people warming up, getting ready for their bouts, and they look at you, and you can't tell if it's pity or disgust that they look at you. <laughs> and like, it's always disgust. Yeah, uh, I think it's pity. Yeah, we get no respect. We we are the Rodney Dangerfields of this world. Like, we get no respect from anybody that we come across. Well, if you won the fight, you would have gotten a lot of respect, but you didn't win the fight, so... So, yeah, there's tons of people working out. It's like a gym. You know, it's like uh, American Gladiator. You know, like, they're all working out, getting ready. There's some huts. Uh, Stay in the shade. There's food. I I am deploying my perception to perceive and look for this person. Okay. What is each of you doing? We'll say you spend... We'll say an hour. That's a good amount of time. Is is this like the downtime mode thing? Or? Yeah. Well, like yeah. In general, like you're you're just walking around. Like, what do you each want to do? Yeah. Give me I mean, a general perception is my 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 strongest suit. Okay. You um, got a perception. Gomez will percept. Basil. I'm going to lo- study more the architecture of the place and figure out. Try to sort of logic out where one might put a bomb, particularly. You'd think you'd want to set it off up high and have the gas dispersed downward onto the crowd. So that's kind of my th- working theory. So I'm going to kind of study the architecture of the place and see if I can get a sense of where would be a good place to put a bomb if you were thinking that way. Hey, what does Lomang do? Lomang is going to be walking around looking for a female half-elf. <laughs> okay. I mean, you have a general description of what she looks like, so it's not... I, I said there's more to it. A you, female half-elf? I know. Absalom? <laughs> I know. There's only like a hundred of those here alone, but you know what she's supposed to look like, so... I'd like to look for a person wearing a Roethlisberger jersey at a Steeler game. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to start working in the crowd. Like, you guys can do the gladiators. I'll, I'll start actually in the, in the stands. Got it. Uh, oh, and the actual stands outside, so it'll split up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I, I'm actually going to not be. Uh, I'm going to actually use my skills, and while I'm looking around, I'm using my expert diplomacy to uh, uh, mingle and pal around and just create good impressions amongst the amongst the fellow competitors. Okay. 
We'll go in order. Let's do uh, Dougie first. Dougie looks around, spends a good um, good hour checking it out, and notices that you know this is a very old arena, but in remarkably good shape, if not a little worn out. You see, as I described, a fair number of gladiators all getting ready. You see one gladiator who's not only practicing with a large spear, but actually appears to be giving little speeches, almost preparing his little quips as he combats. He's like actually getting them set, so he's going to warm up the crowd with his battle as well as his voice. His snappy patter. Yes, yes. He's going to be like uh, the old Schwarzenegger. It's like, <laughs> I let him go. Okay. Um, you see another, <laughs> uh, a formidable beast master. She seems to actually have a couple of beasts at her side. She seems to fight not just with herself, but a couple of beasts. Uh, there's a couple of other people with deadly blades. And one thing you notice is there's people like all over from Galarian came to this event. So like there's just all different nationalities, all different ancestries. Like this is like quite eclectic to say the least. So it's not like these are people that are just like, oh, there's a human, there's a half elf. No, there's like everything you can imagine is here. It's incredibly diverse. Um, As for your prey... Uh, nope. You don't see anyone who fits her description after going through the crowd. Hmm. Lomang. Lomang, he finds out that, um, you know, he's actually interesting. Interesting. As you go through the crowd, a lot of them, it's a combination of some people, mostly the children, are very excited to see you, Lomang. <laughs> they actually <laughs> come up to you and, like, want to like shake your hand or pull your tail like because you know you're a gladiator and they just saw you fight and lose but you were down there so the children are all interested in you the adults are not that interested (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm very um, good with children (laughs) yeah you're good with the kids and uh especially because you're so weird looking you're so tall they all ask you weird questions like if you're a demon are you a demon uh no a devil in fact a devil (laughs) wow there's a difference yes everyone gets that wrong no demonic tiefling blood yes oh devil are you gonna take me to hell you're not gonna take me to hell are you uh, I'm going to take you to Cheliax and you can work in the salt mines. Ah, mom, mom, he beats me. <laughs> so, like, get yeah. out of my kid. <laughs> There's a lot of kids. He works birthday parties, kids. <laughs> in Cheliax. That's right. <laughs> Nothing happened. Like, you don't find anyone. Like, this crowd is so big. Again, you're like, ugh. You'll never find anyone of this crowd. It's it's just wall-to-wall people. And there's a lot of events going on. It's just, you know, it, 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 it's like going to Lollapalooza. You know, it, it's good luck. You're just not going to Yeah, yeah, it's it, nothing. It, it's too much. Basil. Um, so, Basil, you're impressed with the vaulted chambers on the arena. 
display the typical Aurorian architecture with simple flowing lines and clean angles. Obviously, this was made way back when by warrior monks who used to practice their craft in this arena and obviously continued to do so in this day. You also notice that this place is so freaking big and a complete maze that if they're going to set off a bomb, you know for a fact it's not going to be underground. It'll definitely be somewhere here. Whether it's in the stands or whether it's on the grounds, you're not exactly sure. The problem with getting into the stands is that if you get to the stands it might escape out it looks like the best place probably would be smack dab in the middle of the arena and then just have it disperse out everywhere like cleanly like if it's a bomb that just explodes and it goes like cloud kill and just moves outward it'll just hit everybody oh possibly during one of the uh yes yeah right yeah that would probably be the smartest move. so we need to see if there's like a a list of the events that might hint what might have like a they con- all contraption yeah. to have the bomb come out well one thing is is that the one thing that you do note that might help you because there's a lot of different events there's like chariot races there's dragon races there's combat towards the end of the day it looks like the bigger combats are more towards the center of the arena so it looks like you definitely have at least, hopefully, till the end of the day, because that's probably when it's going to go off. That's also when it's the most crowded, because that's the finals. You know, like <laughs> it's like it's like watching the playoffs. Like you know, this is the playoffs you're watching now. the The big event comes at the end of the day, so you're going to guess it's going to probably come closer to the end. It's like the U.S. Open center court. So not least, Mr. Gomez Adams himself. To Franska's description, and, uh, you get a lead. Yes, please. You actually talked to one of the gladiators, Vez. And Vez said she saw a woman fitting Franska's description, tending to the beasts early in the day. And you should probably go over to the beast area where the beast mistress is in charge of the beasts. Maybe she can tell you some more. Because if anyone would know, it would probably be her. Because it looks like she was even helping out with the beasts or, I don't know, doing something with them. And most people don't hang out by the beasts. So I'm for go. it. So for it. Can I tell everybody else? Yep. You can All say, right, so hour goes else. by, everyone regroups. Let's and, re- uh, regroup for lunch. Say, say, we, uh, say we encounter this person. Uh, what is our approach? Do we immediately try to apprehend them? Or, You're under arrest. You're coming with or, us. Or do we try to... Uh, uh, Oh, that's right. Because to... it could be a time bomb. It's a time bomb, right? Like so. So like 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 say say we say we encounter her. Uh, we should get we should get a plan together so we're not so 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 we know what we're doing. Uh, are we just are we just gonna jump her or or do I like try to diplomatize her and try to dis, dis, like deception some in, information out of her? She's about... gonna be crazy. Right. So, what do you think I think we should? I say we get her. I think we arrest her. her. Just jump her immediately. Edge watch. You're under arrest. Let her go. What? What? (laughs) Immediately, there she is. Edge watch. You're under arrest. And then try to apprehend her, uh, get her in custody, and and interrogate her. 
for the location of the mom. That's what you're thinking? Yes. Well, she's she's probably not going to tell us no matter what. I there's no I just can't imagine they're going to she's probably going to have some a key or something like that. So, yeah, I just don't think interrogation. It just never is going to work, but who knows? I'm just I, I, the, the question is more uh uh parlay with her like you know like uh in in a deceptive like just to get to get her to uh uh slip some information before she might recognize us as our adversaries. A or B Drop any pretense. Immediately take immediately take custody of her and play it by ear from there. A or B. So like Lomang is B. I feel like if we screw up A, she could either set off the bomb early or bail on her plan, move the bomb, and then the equivalent. So you're with Lomang. You're with like. So I'm with Lomang on B. Well, here's the thing. I'm kind of that way too. Here's the thing with Pathfinder is that the they they escape. They escape. That's that. That's a big problem. Um, so you're saying. So you're saying. Hey, you're so. You're, obviously, you're saying B. You're saying grabber. Yeah. I mean, what 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 pursuit mechanics do we have? Did we get anything or get any feats that made anybody good at? I mean, Lomang. I think. Can, can you fly or something ridiculous? Maybe you haven't seen it yet. I think we have seen it yet, and we just <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> No, you saw um, Basil can fly. I can fly. Oh, okay. He's there not, no longer a flightless bird. All right, so so I, I think we're agreed that that if we see her, we grab her. So yeah, sorry. let's get so let's get <laughs> to a position. Yeah, so let's get to a position where we can see her. So does everybody want to come with and we talk to the Beastmaster? Definitely. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing so else to do. Start with yeah. that. Let's start with that. Except we're not Edgewatch. I mean, we are Edgewatch, but we're not. We're we're, we're undercover, that. right? We have Star authority. We're, whatever we're 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 undercover. Cop. <laughs> All right, so we go, we go, we go. Your watch. Okay. What did you say, Steve? Your watch. You, you, don't know what ta- you don't know what type of watch you are. We're <laughs> Apple Watch. We're Apple Watches. We watch the fruit. Okay. Head on over to the beast area. Check it out. To the north. Wow! Look at that menagerie. Kind of dinosaurs. That's there. great. Yes. That As is you great. head over to the beast area. You are assaulted by the senses as you see woolly mammoths, brontosauruses, giant scorpions, woolly rhinoceroses, giant flytraps. Is that a Tyrannosaurus over there? Oh my lord! Are we going to have to fight these things? <laughs> Look at the size of these creatures. I'm glad we lost in the first round. I don't I want know, to tangle bizar- these Bizarrely, things. having fought those monsters, a Tyrannosaurus Rex actually isn't that intimidating. Like, like after fighting the thing that we fought that kicked our ass, yeah. like a Brontosaurus is, like, cute. <laughs> like, I, like I want to I pet him, like a petting zoo, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not afraid of him. You, you, you head through, and the stench is impressive, um, of course. But you, um, you find a woman... And you think she is the Beastmasteress. She is standing next to Triceratops. And she is standing ankle deep in dung, picking through it with heavy leather gloves and muttering to herself. What do you do? That is a big pile of doo-doo. So I, I got all of the... 
I got all the diplomacy and all of that stuff. Do you want me to take point yep. here? Yep, do it. Right. Hello there, these are pretty amazing beasts you have here. And I wink and I smile and I'm so incredibly charming. And I try to engage her in combat. And not in combat. In, in combat? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I to engage her. break I it engage you're going to lose. Try to engage her socially. <laughs> the opposite of combat. Try to engage her socially. I think if we lose in one round as the beast would attack you all simultaneously. <laughs> you think you'll be torn asunder. Yeah. Uh, I engage her, I get, I engage her uh, socially. She looks up at you and says, oh, Can't you see I'm busy? I'm trying to find out what happened to this Triceratops. We got all these dinosaurs from Mwangi Expanse, and they're really tricky. I mean, I haven't really dealt with these type of beasts before. Look at this thing! Brontosaurus? What the heck am I supposed to do with this thing? It eats like 500 pounds of food a day. Uh, Alright, I'm going to bluff a little bit, and I make reference, and I drop names of all the people from the zoo. Back in the zoo adventure, all that time ago. Uh, and uh, like I quickly uh, develop a fabrication that uh, well maybe I maybe I can help because uh, I used to help out with that zoo with those people that I personally don't remember the names of those people but I dropped those names. Okay, this is great. She lights up when you start mentioning this. She's like, "Really? That's fantastic!" She grabs a pair of gloves, throws them at you, Gomez. And says. You can help out. Get in here. I need to find something that didn't agree with the Triceratops. Help me dig through this dung. Come on in. You know what to look for. Oh, my God. I think I do. And, like, I talk about the incident where... No, uh, that sounds good. Get in here. Get in right, here. I'm, I'm in there. And while I'm in there and while Are I'm you going, going into the dung? Absolutely. All right. He's a goblin. He doesn't care about dung. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do we even put on the gloves? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's easier to look without it, but uh, I, I guess <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. Protocol, so I guess I do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and like while while I'm just digging through, yeah, I just totally dig through. While I'm digging through, uh, like I'm I'm relating about that prior that prior circumstance where uh, the animals went crazy. Do you remember that from a few you know whatever ago? Oh uh, yeah, that uh, was that horrible, one. horrible. Those yeah. poor animals. I love my beasts. I wouldn't want anything to happen to them. I make sure that in every combat that they are well treated and cleaned up and healed. I want to make sure that they're in pristine condition. Yeah, they fight, but I try to make sure that they never are permanently harmed. All right, so I am, uh, uh, while I'm looking for, while I'm looking through stuff and I don't even know if I, if I know what I'm looking at, uh, I'm engaging her in conversation to try to improve her attitude toward me. I'm trying to diplomatize her and get her ears yes. that are liking us. No, she she definitely likes you. In fact, you, you're digging through the dung, and, and as you're, like, pulling through it, um, this is interesting. What type of check would one make to find out if they know what they're looking for in a pile of doo-doo? Nature? Maybe, there you go, maybe nature. Medicine, maybe medicine? That's your choice. I'll give you well, dealer's I'll, choice. I'll, I'll absolutely take take net, uh, I'll absolutely take my plus thirteen nature over my plus zero medicine and nice. <laughs> roll that nature. You can roll it. I want to see if you can find what is upsetting the triceratops's tummy. It might be a bomb. Do I get any kind of bonus with that yeah. with, with that prior yeah. experience sure. of that uh, sure. of that stuff in the zoo? Yeah, we'll see. Twenty four, pretty good actually. Yeah, you rolled uh, well. That's average. Okay, you were, you're going through the dew, and then you notice there's like a streak. Normally it's brown, but there's a nice streak of green in there. 
and you realize, ooh, that could be something. Maybe that's uh, that doesn't look right. All right, now I'll use this as an opportunity. I'll draw our attention to that, and I'll say, oh, this is very familiar from the last time. You know who would know a lot about this? The, the person that I work with at the zoo, I wish she was here, and then I describe the person we're looking for, and I'm trying to fish around if, uh, I'm trying to fish around that if uh, our target interacted with her to prompt her memory and to elicit the, an acknowledgement that, uh, that that occurred. Well, you passed your poop lore. It's funny here. You can use medicine, nature, or dinosaur lore. Dinosaur or, lore. Oh my or God, in your flag. case, poop lore. Um, she, she's looking through it. She's like, yes, yes, that's it. That's it. You, you have worked in a zoo before. I see you, you know, your way around animal dung. Hmm. hmm. And, and she's like very interested in seeing this, but then she, she quickly, oh, but looks... you know, who knows more this person, what was her name? Like her name was whatever. And she looked like, and I give the yes, description yes, of the yes. person we're looking for. Yes. I, I actually, I, I do remember her. I do remember her. Um, I hired someone just like that just a few days ago to replace one of my usual workers who suddenly fell ill. Um, I, I, I think, and she points towards the rear chambers where there's a pair of troll hounds being kept in cages. I, I put her, uh, I think Felina, she said her name was. She was in charge of feeding the troll hounds this morning. But I think she's been skirting her duties to hang out with her friends you know the lizard folks, and the fellas, and their crew. She's been she's been hanging out with the lizard folk like all the time in her free time, and uh, I haven't seen her since this morning. And you know what? Felina, Felina, Felina. Yeah. That was her name. Yeah, Felina. Yeah. yeah all right. You know I, what? You know, like, let let me go get her. Let me go get her. She'll know more about this than me. Okay. And more. more well, I, I don't care if she knows more. Can you find her? Because I'm absolutely going to. She's not doing her duty. In fact, can you go feed the troll hounds? I wouldn't mind because I don't think she did what she was supposed to do, and they're getting pretty hungry. Okay, so wait, and the troll hounds, uh, like, and they're over here, and I get, I get specific directions. Yeah, yeah, they're just down. They're and, like twenty, uh, they're like two hundred feet away. And you think she was with the with the lizardmen? And I try to elicit more information about where they might be found. Oh, the lizard man? I don't know. She, yeah, that, that she's supposed to be buddy buddy. Probably, yeah, there. they're probably in the gladiatorial area. I mean, that's where they normally. That's where the gladiators hang out. Did okay, cool. All right, I, I, I'll, you I'll be right back. See any lizard men there? I'll, I'll be back. I, I don't remember. I'll be back. I'll be right back. I'll okay. look for him. The answer is no. You did not see any lizard. Okay. Men. And uh, I go around back. I tell this to everybody else, and I say, "So let's go find her." And I take off my gloves, full of shit, and drop it. Yeah. So we're back in the gladiator area. Uh. Well, also the uh, the hounds, the hounds, the here they uh, are. hound area. Two hounds right here. Uh huh. All right, so let's go. Let's so let's go look at the troll hounds and see if we see her there, and then go look for the lizard men. Okay. You go over to the troll hound area. You walk over to the troll hounds. Two troll hounds growl at you as you walk by, but they're safely locked in sturdy iron cages. They look hungry. And hopefully you took the bucket of meat to feed the troll hounds because they weren't. Sure. Of course we would do that. Mm, okay, they look very excited when you uh, show up with the meat. They go from growling to suddenly almost puppy-like because they know it's feeding time. Feeding Good time. troll hounds. Good troll hounds. So um, you're looking around as you're feeding the troll hounds. And uh, Basil, you notice something. That's odd. Would it be something odd? <laughs> yes, it would be something odd. Uh, 
You notice a partially boarded up doorway in the back of the room, the area. It catches your eye. And it looks like uh, the boards have been moved very recently. They look, and there's like footprints in front of the boards. Do I have to like get past the troll hounds to. Yeah, but they're in cages. All right, well, let's go take a look at that then. Yeah, that won't hurt you. Looks like you put your head uh, right next to it. Dougie's going to search for traps. I, I smell she trapped her house. This could be a. Uh... Okay. But yeah, I pointed out to the others. Okay. Yeah. It, once you point it out, that's what Dougie's going to do. Okay. Um, sure enough, Basley, look around, and you notice the partially boarded up doorway in the back of the area. It looks like there's fresh tracks in the dirt floor. Someone walked through here very recently, and they go right to one of the boards, and you can tell that the board is loose, and it looks like you could just take that right off and go right into the darker recesses of the arena. This might be this might be worth taking a look. Classic concealed door. Let's go through the concealed door into the dungeon. Let's go. Okay. Do you do that? Does someone take that off? It's just a it's just yes. literally a piece of wood. I'm so excited to uh, do that. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay. Gomez runs up, takes the wood right off. And as Dougie's like, no, no, it might be trapped. It's not trapped, you're fine. Uh sure enough. It's 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 a very tight squeeze for everyone else. Gomez could easily easily sneak right in, no problem. You see a crumbling abandoned corridor. The hall spans for several hundred feet, and it's pretty dark in here. But sure enough, you see signs of lots of fresh footprints leading into the darkness. So let's go. Mm, let's do it. Yes. Uh, can we like? Does that does that weird black powder that drives everything crazy? Does that have a distinctive odor? Can we like? Can we like yes. smell the odor of that? Yeah, that's how we traces? tracked it the last yeah. time. Actually. Yeah. You don't smell yeah, it right now. Not All right. right now. Well, let's keep going then. Yes. That's that's what we do. Okay. You go down the hall. It spans for several hundred feet, dipping here and there, winding around collapsed ceilings, diverting through auxiliary halls. When the path becomes truly obstructed, and then you, you know, figure out your way how to get through this, and you're following the tracks because they're not that hard to track. Finally, you reach a loose stone door set into a sandstone arch, and Basil notices something small drawn at the bottom of the door. What is it? Tell us, Basil. You notice a small symbol. It looks like a one-eyed mask drawn <gasps> in charcoal in the bottom of the sign door. of Skinsaw Cult. Yes. I hate those guys. Ah, yeah. It's it's, it's the sign of Norgarbor. Mm. That's right, Norgarbor. Yep. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, we're definitely on to something now. What do you do? Again, we should probably like look for traps or anything. You better let me do that. I'm good at that. Ah, uh, God. It's fine. You look for traps. There are no traps. That implies a conspiracy. That implies that's a mark left by one member of the cult for another member of the cult to go this way. We got Rico. Like when Gandalf left the mark on the on Bilbo's door for the dwarves to come exactly. in. The Hobbit yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly, except much more <laughs> horrible. I'm going to get my bow out just in case I need to explicitly say that. Okay. Here's the good Oh, yeah. Weapons out. You find an ancient tunnel, 
past that door. It's pitch black. Can't see your hand in front of your face. I can. I can. Half of you can't see your hand in front of your face. Pitch black. Pitch black. Not not a little bit of light. Not some light. No light. Zero light. Where's our? Uh, do we have our gear list? Do we still happen to have any? Yeah, we probably still have some scrolls. Any dark vision stuff. Yeah, you have a couple. Yeah, let's, you have enough. let's fire have up enough. a couple. Yeah. All right. I'll say that the two of you can fire up the dark vision scrolls and now can see. An ancient tunnel here leads to a large column chamber to the north and stretches off into darkness in the south. A set of rusted iron rings embedded into the lintel indicate that a curtain or something similar once hung in the passageway. You found some long abandoned area. And when you were coming here, you realized there was a labyrinth of things under this arena. There was storage, there was just massive amounts of room. Like the Roman Coliseum. Exactly. And this is such room, and you are now here. Um, south looks like a dead end as the tracks continue going to the north. There's a larger room to the north in front of you with a collapsed wall, partially collapsed wall, and some columns. What do you do? Uh, let's advance. Hey, I, look, I like a everybody to get ahead of me. I, I take up the rear. Yeah, that passage is actually the way you came in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just put you on the map uh, a little bit below. Just so the one to the west is the one we came. Yeah, in. that's the one you. That's the one you came in. The south just it goes off into darkness, but the the trail leads to the north. So I'm just hey like, Dougie, get, get up here. Of, I just kind of put you at the bottom to make it easier, so you didn't have like a single file line in a hallway. No man, Dougie, get inching up here. forward, I, I, I'm figuring out. God, I can't even. That's all right, Basil. If you're if you're afraid of the dark, there I moved you up a little. <laughs> Okay. It's understandable. Oh, there we are. I was looking at black. I didn't know we were... Uh... Oh, you know why? Because sometimes if you can't see here, I'll move everyone. Sometimes if I move you once, it has to like reset the lighting. Okay, so I see where we are. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm going to slowly edge up to where the... To the sort of the entrance of the room here. Okay. <gasps> oh, Dougie. Basil, <laughs> you notice something. Why does the Dougie wall. ever notice anything? He is supposed don't, to be... Because you don't have a feet. You're not an investigator. If you're an investigator, you would notice things. I have high perception. His is automatic. He doesn't have to roll for his. Okay, I'll feel. I'll make Mine's you feel better. Mine is Dougie, not that good. No, I don't. You no, notice I'm... it too. Basil, describe it for me. Does Lomag notice anything? Yeah, I'll give you what you notice in a second. On a low brick on the eastern wall, very faint symbol of Norgaber. Oh... Another one. It looks like breadcrumbs. Basil, you're an investigator. Go over there and check it out. As you enter the larger room <laughs> to the north, most of the western portion of this broad hall has caved in. Huge chunks of stone and mounds of dirt block that side of the room. Eastward, light gray columns in remarkably good condition. Reinforced wooden doors, mostly rotted, mark the entrance to rooms to north and to the south. Further east, stone shows where a statue must have once stood long ago. You think you might have an idea of what this once was? Whoever wants to roll an idea, Loma, you have no freaking clue. I rolled a natural 15 minus one. <laughs> Four <point. laughs> you, sir, are not a gentleman. Ha! Uh, go, yeah, I know. Gomez with a 25, Basil with a 34. Uh, Gump, 
this, I think, was a bathhouse. Rexham says, yes, Valnera. That sounds Roman to me. Like, that sounds like a clue. Like, like Basil, tell us, what, what, how exactly did that type of bathhouse function? What makes that differ from a normal bathhouse? Because some of these Roman things, they would have all these tubes underneath the floor pipes and stuff, and things, and pipes yeah, and yeah. stuff, and I'm like wondering if that would lead us to some place where they'd set it off, and then it would spread out like through this underground system. And yeah, so they're like everybody. the equivalent of a sprinkler system, or something. yeah, exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. something like that. I want to follow uh, that up to see if that if that's probably really not because this is so old. Okay, all right, never mind. Decrepit. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's and just a thought. This is the entrance way. You think. Basil, you think these areas here to the north and south, those are probably changing rooms. And then somewhere in here, there's going to be communal baths. There's probably like a drying chamber. There's probably a communal antechamber where they would sit and talk and discuss things. There's obviously probably a cold plunge area. That's where they would actually go to the bath and they would have the warm water and then later they would shock the system and go into the cold plunge area. And there's also probably things like laundry or food or boilers or, you know, as for as you said, like for the hot. Just in general, do we hear any sounds at all? Yeah, you actually do hear dripping water like everywhere echoing through this chamber. So there obviously is still water here somewhere. Okay. Dead quiet, though. And it's like a bathhouse, so it has all that like weird echoey sound. So it's hard to discern distance because everything's reflecting off the walls. Where do we go next? You tell me. Basil, where do we go next? Do we want to start with the rooms to the north? Since if they're changing rooms, they're likely to be fairly small and just kind of cross them off. Sure, let's do it. Okay, you walk through the room. Is that a statue over there? There was a statue. That's the base of where a statue was, and it's gone. <laughs> the statue's long gone. Uh, the columns are in still excellent shape. The doorway is here to the north. The doorway oh, to the south. Where is the initiative? I'm looking for the initiative. Where is it? It's got to be around here somewhere, the initiative. Where is the initiative? <laughs> well, Dougie's, through that door. Dougie's trying. Well, there's doors. There's doors to the north, and there's doors to the south. You tell me. Oh, you're going. Oh, you're just keep. Oh, you're just walking through hallways. Okay, Dougie's walking to the south. And he finds a room collapsed. All right, I'm going to search this area. There's got to be something good down here. You find a collapsed hallway. You search carefully and find rock. It Ooh, looks like I take this. It. <laughs> what kind of rock is it? Um, <laughs> diamond. It's a diamond. Yeah, yeah diamond. What is it? What do you think about north? Let's, let's go north. Let's go north. What yeah. about north? No, no anyhow. Uh, yeah, so, doors, though? Yeah, I don't know. You skipped them. Uh, there's, uh, this was a hallway. Listen at those collapsed. doors. What's that? Door I'm doors. checking for traps. Dougie is te- checking for traps as he goes through. I don't want to go through the doors. I want to like see like the open area first. I'm just going to check my. Remember, remember your roots. Okay. Remember your roots. Okay. Listen at the door. See if there's noise behind the door. Yeah, I All don't right. want to, We're going to bleed these encounters. But that's Let me right. tell oh, you, you can bleed the crap out. Dougie of Dougie has <laughs> listened to a lot of doors. He ain't never heard anything other than that's screaming. That's true. Other than screaming. No, that... That, no, you actually did very well in the schoolhouse. You 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 managed to do very well in the schoolhouse. You you got to drop on them when they were playing chess. That's right. Yeah. I so, think we should go to the doors because if there's anything in there, it's gonna we're gonna God. be totally surrounded. Okay, so. You look at this. This is a very, very wide hall. What is this? About 80 feet uh, wide, uh, 25 feet tall. There's some entrances to the north. Very large entrance to the south. Another large entrance to the north. 
And way, 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 way to the southeast, very far away, there is another door. The looks like there's eight columns. This is the Tidarium. You know what that is? That's where we get the this tide is, water. Seth, Seth would know this. This is a warm, humid room where you would use smooth metal tools and stone to scrape away the surface layers of dirt from your bodies oh, before with oil. going to the so, pools. Uh, right, uh, this is the also, oil room. Also right. known as strigiling. Uh-huh. Strigil. Yes, this is it. This is the room. All right, I can't restrain myself. I'm running back and I'm doing a perception check listening at that door. In fact, you could actually see some of the tools rusted leaning against some of the pillars like in this room like the tools are all over the floor i think they just used the ivory uh uh thing for that 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 of course doesn't count i'm just rolling out to say that i'm doing it and the main reason i remember that's because the first adventure that we played with seth he had us go through it was not five feet not 10 feet but it was 15 feet of dirt and garbage to find one of those little <laughs> scribbles or whatever they're called. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it was like, oh, congratulations. You just spent like half an hour to find something worth 15 gold pieces. I remember. Hell yeah. That. <laughs> to this day. Hey, that's that. hardcore. Hardcore mode. That was hard. hardcore. That mode. was that was super hardcore mode. <laughs> 15 gold. A lot of gold. I know. And remember the box we made for the Sturges? Remember the Sturge box? Oh, yeah. I, I love that. I still to this day, I'm so proud of the one dungeon where everybody was looking for the treasure. Where's the treasure? Where's the treasure? Where's the treasure? Couldn't find a treasure. The treasure was the furniture that everybody passed the entire time, the entire time, <laughs> the entire dungeon. Well, and then because of that, then Bob is like, okay, we Greyhawk the room. We take everything. Uh, we yeah, take that's how every you got stick it. of furniture. Exactly we take right. every bookcase. He, he would make sure like there was, he was like literally sending in movers into the exactly dungeon. Right. Exactly right. Because of that. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Then he got back to town. It was like, this stuff was like a, worth a fortune. It was Thanks, all Chippendale, Seth. high, you ruined, high you ruined, You ruined all my adventures because of that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good and job. And you made Bob crazy too. You made me crazy. <laughs> Bob was already crazy. Gomez, you are in front of the door. You listen to the door. All right, I'm satisfied. Hey, Nothing is there. Let's go. There's a door to the south, Gomez. You want to check that one? There is a door to the south? Oh, you didn't open the door? Okay. All the way over here where you I'm standing over here. Just listen to the door. All right. Is your is your perception good? Go listen. No, go ahead. You do it. All right, I'll do it. All right, I'll listen to the door. You, do, you, you roll that, right? Yeah, you listen to the door. You hear nothing. All right, also notice that this door, this door is stuck. It looks like it was uh, jammed at the top, like a, like an earthquake or something. Sort of the bricks fell, and it looks like this one's a little stuck. All right, I'm satisfied. So back back on the original, the sidebar is over. Back on the original. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to find anything over here. Uh oh, Dougie moved, and this is the point where Steve says, "Stop." Stop moving. There's a passage right Run here. Come no, not really. There's no. a. Um, what do I see to the north? There's a, a pool of water. To the north, you see a massive pool of scummy, stagnant water. That's what you see. There's treasure at the bottom of that. That there's is where. There's monster. Uh, okay, so let's check this area out. Monsters will stay in the pool until we go in there. So. I'm going to go over here because 
we basically have this big sewer system, basically. That, that's what it basically is, okay? And somewhere down here, there's going to be a bomb. That's, that's, oh, oh. I hope so. Oh, I, oh, oh there's something else. There's okay, something else yep, you see another room. There right. is a small room to the north. I just dug you went into it. Um, <laughs> you see in this room, it's uh, about 35 feet wide, 10 feet high, two archways going to the north and south, strategically placed gaps in the ceiling, vented steam, and allowed sunlight during most of the day, making it a very nice area. This is the drying chamber. Uh, however... You can tell that there is no sunlight coming in, and when this was converted into an arena or buried where it is now, um, you can see the holes, but it was like cemented over. So, so it's just a room now. To the north, you see more pools and more scummy water. Yeah, you see a not, pool not here. Going there. You see a pool there. There's pools to the north. There's pools. There's things in the water. Get away, Glowman. Be careful. Okay. Yeah, uh, you see a okay. very large room to the south. Yeah, we too. got a big, big room. Okay, here we go. This is a suspiciously large amount of battle map for no encounters. This yeah. is this is making me nervous. Well, <laughs> we're we're searching though. That that it, it kind of makes sense on on a non-gamer <laughs> level. Yeah, absolutely. You know, does. It absolutely but does. Uh, it, it's perfect for the narrative. But yes, as a gamer, we have gone yes, very yes, far, and there's yes. no battles, so it's really a. Uh, uh, Although we did pass some doors. Okay. Uh, you can stop now. Dougie, you are in a very large chamber. It's a circular room. And it looks like kind of like a clover with a 15 by 15 pool. Or at least it would have been a pool. It goes down two feet, then two feet, and then three feet. And it looks like this was a deep pool. You believe this was the cold plunge room. And this would be magically chilled right above freezing. And you would come here if you wanted cold water. And to the north is probably where there's hot water. You, uh, you, uh, you notice something, Dougie. Ooh, guys, I noticed something. At the very bottom of that pool, inside the dust-filled pool, you notice a ring. A ring? <gasps> the one ring. The one ring to rule them all. Uh, now you said pool. It's not. It's it's dry now. It's okay. Totally it's a, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. How deep is the uh, empty? Is it like a kiddie pool type of thing? It goes. The first lip is two feet. Then the next lip is two feet. And then the center deep area is three feet. So three plus two plus two. Seven. Okay. Seven feet down. <laughs> uh, do we have any spells that like s disturbs dust? Maybe. I know. I was like, a, you know what? Screw this. Mage hand. Dougie picks up a a good football sized rock and he's gonna just chuck it in the center. Okay, you chuck it in the center. It skips. Yeah, there's a lot of rocks and stuff here. It skips across the dust. And there you go, guys. And the sound echoes throughout the chambers. All right, I tell everybody what I see. I say, guys, oh, there's that ring I left down here. Uh, let me go down and, and retrieve my uh, ring. I'm going to look up. What is this? Looks like there's something coming down from us. What's up above us? It's just a very tall sail. It's like 20 feet off the ground. Oh, there's lurkers up there. It looks like a jacuzzi or something. Like a, 
hot tub. Uh, yeah, I told you it was a cold room. This yeah, is a cold. cold room. That's the cold room. Tip. Oh, okay, stop. Wow. Like he <laughs> jumps it, into the good. middle. He picks up the one ring. The one ring to rule them all. And then the darkness bind them. That's right. It's time for the riddle contest. Oh, the riddle contest is going to be coming in pretty quick. It's Dougie Jenkins. It actually is Dougie Jenkins. Yeah, he does have Leroy Jenkins energy. Well, sometimes. the thing is, is that with the visibility on this Roll map. for combat. I can't help it. I want to see what's yeah, in the next room. I agree. Room. I, I agree. Really, I think, it, I think that's right. It's the best thing, and I've wanted it in Dungeons & Dragons since, oh, I don't know, 1979, uh, when you you could just see one room at a time. And yes, you can draw it out on paper, but man, when everybody has individual visibility on their client and they can see different things, it just makes me want to move forward. Yeah. Dougie, good news is you jump down. You pick up the ring. It's a shiny ring. It's a magical ring. It looks very valuable, very cool, very awesome. And then you notice to the east of you. Oh, oh no, the Balrog. Here it uh, comes. Lizard Man. Lizard Man. Is he a Lizard Man uh, gladiator? Yeah, Lizard uh, Man gladiator, ally uh, of the cultist. This uh, sounds perfect. And you see. A lizard folk. He looks like he is wearing studded leather armor. He's got a very big wooden shield. He has scimitar. He's got javelins. And it's time for fun. Do I notice anything when I... Whoa! Yeah! That's awesome. Love it. That is great. Nice. <laughs> that is awesome, Steve. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com.